Blog Talk Radio. Raw living is a state of mind, a way of being in alignment with your body. Raw living means you put yourself and your body first. Your host, Gita Sadu Rob, is the founder of Nosh Detox, located in the UK. They offer innovative raw food smoothies sold across Europe. You experience it in your skin, your body, and your mind. And now it's time for Living Raw Radio. Good evening, everybody. I hope you're all really, really well, and it's nice to be back. Um, We are just really enjoying the sun at the moment. Spend some time with this weather where you're outside, and you know that if you spend even five minutes a day actually walking on the ground, barefoot, or touching the ground with your hands, doing one of those things, it literally staves off illness. Because what it does is it makes you, it grounds you, and it makes you much more in tune with nature and with everything around you, and you just don't get sick as much. I've used that now. I've come off a long transatlantic flight, and I've literally had no jet lag. And all I have done differently is spent five minutes touching the earth. It's the most incredible grounding um, exercise that you can ever have. So that would be the health tip for this week. And my guest today has a lot more of how to make yourself feel better. So we, I mean, you know, it's amazing. You rock up outside your door, you go and meet the most amazing people, and they call it a job, and this is what I do for a living. And I had the privilege of running into Natalie. Natalie, I was going to ask you how to pronounce your surname, whether it's Angstad. Yeah, Angstad. Yeah, that's correct. See, I did that right. So Natalie Angstad. <laughs> and Natalie sat with me and started saying things like, well, you know, the thing about food and it really affects your mood. And when you, have, when you eat certain things, it makes you feel certain ways. And when you feel certain ways, I've always believed that when you feel certain ways, you will eat certain things. Because I do that. There are times when there's nothing I want to do. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to do anything. But I will need to eat my packet of crisps right now. And that's what Natalie does from the other way. She'll be sitting there saying, if you eat your packet of crisps, it's going to make you feel like that. So it's a really, really interesting discussion we have today. So if you have any questions, send them in, and we'll answer them. And in the interim, we're going to have a little chat with Natalie. So, yeah. Natalie, I know that there's a reason most of us are called into health one way or another, because usually of an illness or something like that. So what was it in your case? Tell me your story. Why did you start looking at food and health? Yeah, so I actually, even from a young age, I was one of those crazy children that actually really liked fruits and vegetables. So I was a good child in that sense. And always was really curious about food. I knew I was a super active child, really into sports, sort of running around. Um, And... I knew that I had to eat a certain way to sort of have the energy I wanted to do all the fun things I love to do in the day. Um, But I never really sort of made that connection, and so I never really realized I was eating for energy and eating for happiness. And um, I think sort of my focus took a new turn when um, my mother was diagnosed with colon cancer, and I really started to look at food not just for, you know, not just for energy, not just for mood, but also for healing. And I think um, what you do at Nashi Talks is a really good example of sort of curing a lot of different um, health conditions, but also preventing different sort of states of disease by um, nourishing the body with everything that it needs, so vitamins, minerals, um, just fresh, raw ingredients straight from the source. So um, that was sort of where... Oh, go ahead. 
We, I was going to say it's very traditional to understand that you get energy from eating, but for you it's more about, you're actually talking about how it affects your mood. So how does your mother's illness help with that? Yeah, so I think um, that's sort of where her becoming ill was sort of the initiation for why I became curious about food. I became curious about food in terms of healing, but also, yeah, food and mood as well. So I found that um, in terms of, I refer to the mantra, mantra often, you are what you eat, but really what I'm saying is that your health and your mood are reactions of what you do and do not eat. So it's having an overabundance of certain nutrients and an sort of a deficiency in other nutrients. Um, and those sort of imbalances in the body can lead to conditions like, well, minor things, sort of minor things like stress and depression and anxiety, but then bigger things like um, cancer and other sort of medical conditions. So you, you, you're saying, though, specifically that you're talking about the mood. What do you mean by mood? So you're saying that if I eat an apple as opposed to a blueberry fat-laden muffin, I'm going to feel different. Yeah, in general. I mean, taking care of your health, obviously, you're going to feel a certain way, but um, there are certain um, vitamins and nutrients that actually affect sort of the neurological systems in your brain. So things like magnesium, thiamine, iron, um, are really, they have really strong links to sort of your mental health. So they're going to... um, not only build strong bones and help with the, your cardiovascular system, regulating blood sugar, but also sort of help with nerve muscle function um, and your brain and nervous system as well, which is all sort of connected to how you're going to end up feeling. Well, and also because it makes magnesium, I know for one, actually it makes you quite relaxed as well, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So how did you go from there to actually you studied holistic nutrition? Would you call yourself a nutritionist or nutritional therapist? Um, so I actually studied at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, um, and the program is Holistic Nutrition, and they call it a Holistic Nutrition Counselor. Um, so I think, like, yeah, the equivalent is sort of a, a nutritionist in the U.K., but that's what we call ourselves in the U.S. <laughs> Funky name. Right. And, and so did you enjoy the course? It's, it's, quite an, it's quite a well-known course. Why did you pick that one? Yeah. I picked that one because of just sort of the ease of the program. I was also working at the same time, but I also really liked um, how the whole program focused on the whole body, so a holistic approach, so not just thinking, okay, you have to eat X, Y, and Z, and you'll lose this much weight, and, you know, um, you know you'll reach that end goal, but really looking at the whole person and saying, well, um, you're you're a little bit stressed, or you have you know you're in a tough relationship, or you're overworked, or you know you're experiencing a lot of fatigue. Um, so what areas can we look at in your life to sort of restore balance? But how can we sort of restore balance at the same time using nutrition and food, um, and really realizing that connection between you are what you eat in that sense of um, how eating can really produce different sources of happiness in different areas of your life. So understanding that connection. So what have you used that for? Give, give me some examples of using food to create happiness. Yeah, so I think oftentimes, um, I think the biggest thing people come to me for is just lack of energy, so they're super stressed out at work and don't have time to eat healthy. And, you know, you're going to get out what you put in. So I try to sort of stress the importance of eating foods that have high energy and high life force. So 
the least amount of sort of processed packaged as possible. If you actually, you know, when you bite into a piece of cucumber or a celery stalk or even an apple, you feel very different. As you mentioned at the beginning of the program about the importance of grounding and touching the earth, and I think it's called earthing, it's connecting with that life force. And when things are alive and raw, you're definitely going to feel a different way. It's even just how electrons are transmitted from something that's alive and raw to your own body, how you're connecting with the earth or the soil or the sand, stuff like that. It's definitely going to have an impact on your mood. Um, and then also just from the aspect of, you know, filling your body, flushing your body with nutrients and sort of restoring deficiencies that you might have in things like magnesium, as I said, thiamine, iron, um, and different sort of vitamins and minerals that are going to really make you feel good and sort of um, restore mental and emotional health at the same time. So does that mean that if I'm eating a burger and chased it down with my fries and my Coke, I'm basically setting myself up to feel unhappy? I mean, why am I asking you this? The incidences of depression in this country and across the world have grown so far. They've grown so fast that, you know, it's actually, it's a problem now. It's something that people are talking about. It's something that we all know someone that's suffering from depression. This just wasn't the case 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It really, really wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's things like caffeine, salt, and and an overabundance of animal protein, things that are really burdening the body, they're taxing the body, they're fatiguing the body, making, instead of giving you energy at the end of the meal, it's making you tired, it's not giving you anything good or any kind of life force that's allowing you to sort of live live the life that you want to live, but also therefore produce happiness, right, in that sense. So, um, and it's things like if you're having, yeah, a huge ice cream or a huge milkshake or a, a huge bar of chocolate, you're having ridiculous surges in your blood sugar levels, and that also will produce a really high high, but a really low low at the end of sort of eating something like that. So um, in that sense, it's quite physiological. It's a direct relationship, but then also just how you feel after you eat a burger and a milkshake, probably not very good. And I'm very much sort of a proponent of conscious eating, so really think about your eating. And yeah, we all have moments, as you said, we want crisps or we want something sweet or we want to indulge and that's completely fine but we really need to think of you know nourishing our body with what it needs to grow and sort of energizing it with life things that have high life force and um you know obviously french fries or chips and you know milkshakes not going to do that um and you definitely will feel the effects of that i mean i think anyone can attest to not feeling great after eating a cheeseburger (laughs) so um Well, yeah, not all the people, though, because if they eat it, they don't always know that what they're feeling is not great. They're just feeling what they feel after they've eaten. They felt hungry, then they feel full, then they, when half an hour later they crash and burn, they haven't related that back to the burger. Yeah, exactly. And I think when you don't have, um, when you don't grow up eating healthy things, which we can't always control that, but when we sort of reach adulthood and we can control what we're eating, a lot of times people don't even know the feeling of healthy, what healthy means, what it means to have energy, and what it feels like to be healthy and have energy and to really do the things that you love with the people that you love. And so I think people in this country and also in the U.S. are so used to feeling, well, this is how I feel after I eat a meal. I feel tired and that's normal. And maybe they don't even notice that they feel tired and bogged down and fatigued and bloated and constipated because they that's how they feel after every meal. So with my parents, I really try to focus on 
storing, sort of adding in some nutrients and showing them how what healthy actually feels like and what having energy actually feels like and having a really you know good gut health and good digestive health really feels like because oftentimes you know it's all relative for them, right? It really is. But I mean, you know, so if, we're, if you're talking about this, and, and we know, for example, how distinct the difference is in how you feel after healthy food as opposed to unhealthy food and dead food as opposed to live food, why wouldn't it be that if you can prescribe a Prozac to someone, why can't you prescribe a health food? Why shouldn't yeah, you be able to give a prescription and say, this is what you have to have every day? Yeah, and, and to be honest, to a certain extent, I think I think that we should be able to. I mean, I think every case, there's different levels of severity. So you have some cases that, you know, if there's emotional trauma, if there's loss in the family, stuff like that, maybe um, some people need, you know, need to see a therapist. And maybe, yeah, drugs are the last resort, but maybe they're necessary. Um I'm not going to pretend to be um, a, a psychotherapist or anything like that, but a psychologist. But I think oftentimes when we're feeling a bit down um, and we're having a tough day or we're just feeling really tired or stressed or anxious, we can sort of look to food and say, well, how can we, how can I actually connect back to the source, connect back to sort of what Mother Nature has already given us, you know, to live in this environment, to live in London, to live in New York, to live in Seattle, and what can we use to sort of restore our balance and to make us feel better and there, you know, Mother Nature makes no mistake in that sense. You know, there's just an abundance of things we can eat that are natural, raw, and really, really good for us. Um, so, yeah, in a certain sense, I think that you can. I mean, definitely. Food, food, let food be thy medicine in that sense, for sure. Yeah, exactly. How would you look at, because um, you talk about bringing the body back into, into holistic, um, into wholeness, right? What yeah. what what does that mean to you, firstly? What do you mean by bringing the body into wholeness? What would it look or sound or feel like if I didn't know what that meant? Yeah, so um, it's funny. It means something different really for everyone, but I think yeah. areas to look at. So you have things like mental health, emotional health, um, looking at things like even people's sort of social life and cultural life and how physical they are and obviously really important. What I'm really focusing on is also what they're eating. But all of those aspects, so all of those things that I call primary foods, so things that are enriching people's lives. So oftentimes people say, you know, when I'm so happy, I'm not even that hungry and I don't even crave, you know, sweets and salty foods and yeah. foods are just so high on life and I'm so full from living a really happy life. So I think it's helping people sort of to achieve that balance in that sense. I mean, from more of a sort of a mental and social and cultural aspect of just um, making sure that sort of helping them at least identify areas where things might not be, you know, not, not that anything's ever perfect, but things might be a bit off balance. So they might be working a little bit too hard or a little bit too stressed or in an unhealthy relationship or um, not sleeping enough. Um, so it's looking at those things and then sort of seeing how, well, how can we, sort of fix those things by, you know, by, yeah, selecting great foods to eat, but also um, maybe looking into that a little bit further because those things can be causing, you know, if, for example, tons and tons of people stress eat, um, that's a really good example. At 3, 4 o'clock, everyone has, like, that sweet or salty craving when they're sitting at their desk at work. 
you know, yeah, the, the muffin or yeah. the Coke, not the Coke even so much, the chocolate. Yeah. The cho- it's exactly the chocolate, yeah. And I'm definitely guilty of that as well, but I find when I'm really busy and feeling like everything else in my life is sort of nourishing my growth and who I am and sort of feeding into my happiness, I don't really feel like I need it as much, like I need that piece of chocolate or that you know, bag of crisps. So I, think it's well, I have to say that I've never felt as hungry or get as many cravings as when I'm on normal food. If I'm on a healthy, or I eat primarily raw, if I'm on a healthy raw food diet, I just don't get hungry. I don't get that craving of, oh, my God, I have to eat or I'm going to die, because my body never never goes to that level of depletion. Right. It's completely nourished, exactly, because you're getting everything that you need. You're getting all of your vitamins, all of your minerals, your macro and micronutrients um, in a juice, and that's what's so powerful about juices and blended drinks like you guys do, um, just allowing people to sort of get all the nutrients that they need, because every, I mean, people are deficient in so many things these days that there's very few people that are actually getting everything that they need in a day, all of their fruits and vegetables, all of sort of iron is a big one. Um, why why are they so deficient? Um, I think it's, I mean, I think it's two things. They're, well, they're not eating healthy, so they're not eating, you know, they're not eating naturally. They're not eating things that are lo- local to their environment. So, um, yeah, there's a great surge in sort of visiting the farmer's market and sort of connecting with the source of where your food's coming from and um, trying to eat sort of more plant-based foods that um, less packaged foods, less processed foods. But we're not quite there. And um, there's certainly been tons of people that are eating cheeseburgers and french fries and fried chicken and, you know, on and on and on, and fish and chips, which is fine on occasion, but not as sort of a staple of someone's diet. And in that sense, then they're not getting, they're not getting, you know, and I'm sure you know, eating something raw and eating something at most natural state is when you're going to get the most nutrients from um, that food or you know, that fruit or that vegetable. So in that sense, yeah, I mean, some people are sort of on their way to getting a little bit healthier and are sort of not deficient in anything, but a lot of people are because, um, and then I think maybe to a certain extent it's the quality of the produce, shopping at massive chain supermarkets. It's definitely out of convenience, but I don't know if when things are flash frozen and sprayed um, with pesticides and chemicals, stuff like that, sort of the integrity of the, the fruit and the vegetable um, gets lost in a sense. So. Yeah, because it's, it, it's, it's not only that if you go out and eat any vegetable, it will work for you, because you've also got to make yeah. sure that the vegetable you're eating isn't full of pesticides. And I mean, it's, it's, it's a complete betrayal, in a way, by the food industry, if you look at how hard you have to search for a nugget of gold in amongst yeah. all the food that is available to us. Yeah, it's certainly not easy. So um, that's why I, well, I, I'm hoping with... Um, sort of more focus on sort of more demand, but also more focus on people sort of realizing, well, let's demand local, organic, fresh food. Um, and hoping that the more people become aware of it and how healthy it is and how good it is for you and how different it is from just sort of commercially store-bought, pre-frozen food, um, sort of that demand hopefully can change the industry a bit or a lot, actually. <laughs> So. Yeah, but I mean, it needs people like you um, to to be able to sit there and say these things for for it to to make that difference, doesn't it? Definitely. What yeah. Would you, what would you say the biggest 
um, type of your clients are? What do you what do you, you know, what kind of clients come to you? And when they're coming to you, are they saying to you, you know what? Actually, are they okay? So there's two ways of saying this. Somebody can come to you and say, "I feel bad, make me feel better," or somebody can say to you, "I'm not feeling happy. How do I feel better?" But I don't know if anybody yet has made that leap from saying, I don't feel well, let me go see a nutritionist because I'm not happy. Yeah, um, yeah, not everyone does, to be honest. It takes a certain kind of person. I have some clients that are really sort of aware of what they're eating, they're yoga instructors, they're Pilates instructors, so they already have sort of their foot in the door and sort of understanding that connection between exercise and, and sort of mental health but also food and mental health. And then I'll have them come to me and say, you know, I'm eating healthy and I'm exercising and I'm still just, I'm not feeling physically and mentally healthy and I don't know what it is, I just feel off. And I often have that kind of client, just from sort of sort of working and, and networking with different yoga and Pilates studios and boxing studios. So I often have that type of client, which is great because they already sort of recognize, you know, that there's something off. And oftentimes it will be little tweaks. Um, I have a bunch of people realizing that they have a gluten allergy or that they're lactose intolerant or um, that they need to come back, cut back on animal protein because it's just, it's a lot of things actually. Your digestive health can really affect sort of your levels of, you know, energy and how much, how much, how tired so, you are. Um, what, yeah, what, what I want to do is I want to go for a short break now. When we come back, I want you to just do what you've just done but in slightly more depth. What I want you to do is that when we come back, can you say, like, look, everybody knows if you eat better, you feel better. We all know that as a subliminal, subjective thing. We don't always know that if I'm standing here screaming at my children, if I ate a carrot stick, ultimately it would help me to not scream at my children, right? That, that's quite a leap to take because if I knew that and believed it, I might eat the carrot sticks, but I'd have to know it and believe it. So what I wanted is when we come back, Natalie, can we do, like drill down on, say, 10 changes or five changes that your average really busy person can make when they feel awful that will make them feel better and we'll talk about why they will actually work. Is that good? Yeah, definitely. Sounds good. Fantastic. So we will be back in a minute. It's Living Raw Radio, and hang in there with us because you're about to find out exactly what you can do so you don't start throwing your toys at the pram. See you soon. Detox is an award-winning company for your ultimate health improvement. Nosh Detox system works on all areas of the body, having dealt with thousands of clients whose health dramatically improved within days. For more details, visit noshdetox.com. Noshdetox.com. you 
you are ready to try a NOSH juice fast. A juice fast is the most natural way for your body to detox while providing you all the life-saving minerals and vitamins that your body needs and craves. From beginners to advanced juices, we have all the options that may be available to you or suited to you. Call me on 0845-257-6674 or go to noshdetox.com and click on the right program for you. I'm right here to help you and support you. Thank you. Sitting there. Living Raw Radio, welcome back, and I hope you're all sitting there with a pen and paper to take down what Natalie says. I mean, what a fantastic opportunity for you to be able to write down. I mean, you know, when somebody's talking to you about five, six, seven changes that you can make today, one, two of them will resonate with you. They will just be like, oh, yeah, I can do that. And that's really life, isn't it? Finding the one, two easy things that you can do that will make a difference. And when you've got somebody with her skill and experience here, Let's take advantage is what I'm trying to say. Hey, Natalie, you there? Yes, I'm here. You're ready to be taken advantage of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think sort of a few, a handful of sort of the biggest changes that you can make to your diet, uh, maybe some of the stuff you're already doing, maybe not, or maybe not conscious of it. Um, okay, I'd let's start with the top sort of... thing, the top one thing that would make a difference and why. Um. Okay, well, I think in general, so my number one thing that I usually tell clients is um, dark leafy greens, the importance of them. So spinach in particular, why it's so important. Um, as so I you're said, saying, hang on a minute, let's be clear about this. You're saying that if you have raw or cooked leafy greens or cooked leaf spinach, spinach leaf. So raw would be better. Raw would be better because you're getting just you're getting all the nutrients versus when you're cooking something, you're cooking away a lot of the nutrients. They're raw. Right. So we're saying how much of that would you have in a day for it to make a difference to you? I think a handful. So if you're making a salad, say for lunch or dinner, if you have a handful of spinach, enough for sort of a proper serving size, so maybe one to two cups, um, full of iron, and that's also going to help deliver energy because um, it's going to oxygenate your cells. So things that are high in chlorophyll, those things like spinach and kale, rocket, um, are really great. And adding vitamin C to something like um, a spinach salad, so if you're going to add oranges um, or grapefruit, that's also really good. That's going to improve the absorption of the iron when you're eating that. Um, and as I said, I okay. think iron is, yeah. Iron is, okay. so, yes, because iron is difficult to absorb on its own for the body, so you have to have vitamin C with it in order to absorb it. Yes, exactly. So you're saying that, so tip number one is that if you have one to two cups, which is really not very much, of raw spinach leaves every single day and preferably mix them with other, with a high level of vitamin C. So we're saying what else can you say for to mix with the leafy greens, like orange or what else? Um, I really like, yeah, as I said, orange, um, grapefruit, tomatoes are great. Tomatoes are full of lycopene, which is really good for you. Um, and just in terms of reducing inflammation in your lungs and your cells, reducing mucus, reducing your susceptibility to allergens, so that's really good. 
So maybe, yeah. So now I go to work every morning, and I have 17 children, and I come back at night, and I'm tired, and I've got to do this. How am I fitting that into my day? Um, well, in terms of because I know how my, my sorry too my I know how my milkshake fits into my day right I pull up it's there I buy it I go home and it's like a dollar and a half or a pound or it's really not very much money right um, yeah so you can make a salad or um, oftentimes what I tell people when they're in a rush is to make a smoothie so you can blend things like and especially if you don't necessarily like the taste of dark leafy greens you can um, add a smoothie like something with like banana and as I said, citrus, some berries, and then a few handfuls of spinach. Throw them in. You won't taste the spinach. Um, I also like dehydrated green powder. So Amazing Grass has a really good brand of sort of green superfood powders, which are tons of dark leafy greens, tons of iron, magnesium, um, sort of a range of vitamins and minerals, really good for oxygenating the blood. Um, yeah, Nosh makes a fantastic superfood as well. We make a really good green yeah. superfood under the product section. Of our um, of our website yeah. as well. So, how many days do I need to have the smoothie for it to make me feel better? Um, I mean, I would I honestly would think that you would feel a difference by the end of the day. You're going to automatically feel like you're going to have a different kind of energy. Um, you're not going to have ridiculous spikes in your blood sugar levels. In terms of things like reducing inflammation, um, producing a more alkaline environment in your body, reducing acidity. Um, that's going to take a bit of a longer time, a few weeks, maybe in a few months. It's a more of a commitment. But um, in terms of really feeling good about just eating a nutrient-packed smoothie, I think you can feel that mentally at the end of the day. Or, I mean, to be honest, right away after you after you drink it, it's really fantastic energy. Yeah. I mean, I have to say I agree with you because we work with people like with chronic fatigue, and we give them green smoothies to start with, and we don't give them anything else. And you literally, they feel the difference within a few hours. Yeah. So it's phenomenal how quickly you can feel that difference. Okay, so that's number one. And what that means is that I have to go buy a big bag of spinach and try and work my way through it over the course of sort of three or four or five days. And, and that should just be the commitment that you make to yourself, that this is what I'm going to do this week. And it's a small change. It's not a big change. And, you know, you yeah. can do it. And if you don't have a blender, eat the stuff. And if you do have a blender, yeah. blend the stuff, you know. Exactly. So, okay, what's yeah. number two? Um, so number two would be nuts, and I'm going to focus on pistachios. So pistachios are, have a really nice mix of fiber, antioxidants, and then unsaturated fatty acids, um, all linked to lower blood sugar, or sorry, lower blood pressure. Um, why is that important? Because you're actually going to feel more calm. You're, lower blood pressure is obviously a really good thing. Um, so again, you can blend that. You can add pistachios or cashews, stuff like that into your smoothies, obviously you can have that as a snack. Oftentimes when you are craving something sweet in the afternoon, it's, it's sometimes that you're just deficient in really good healthy fats. So, and that's just obviously good fats, omega-3, 6, 9, that ratio is really good for your brain, um, your cardiovascular system as well, your nervous system. So really important for brain health, which is obviously going to affect your mood as well. Mm-hmm. And how do you incorporate uh, that into your day? I mean, because, yeah, like, for example, should they be raw nuts or should they be these toasted salted nuts that you can buy behind every sort of counter? Yeah, that's good. I'm glad you're asking me about that. Definitely raw. So you do, And I think salted nuts um, are quite the contradiction because we, we, in general, get way too much salt in our diet, and that's not good for us either. 
Um, so in terms of just really flooding our body with hydration, a hydrated body is a happy body. So, um, yeah, completely uncooked, unsalted nuts. You can just snack on them sort of um, in the afternoon, have a handful. Or, again, you can add them to a blended um, smoothie. Sometimes you can get them in nut butter form, so like pistachio butter, hazelnut butter, peanut butter, um, and obviously um, things that, you know, just natural butters as well, though, that you're not getting um, tons of added oils and salt and sugars. Those are definitely things to look out for because um, a lot of nut butters um, have all those added things, which are sort of negating the fact that then they're, health, they're not bad healthy anymore. Yeah. But also the thing with, with nuts is that I understood, and I didn't understand this till quite recently, but my understanding is that you're meant to keep nuts in the fridge because it keeps them fresher. Is that right? Because otherwise they get mold on them. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to put them in super high heat. So um, especially now in the summer, anything's going to stay fresher if it's cool. So that's, yeah, it's actually a good tip. I might use that later. I'm going to go run and put my nuts in the fridge. <laughs> Okay, so we need to eat nuts. Now, nuts have a lot of fat. Why are you trying to make me eat fat? Because fat doesn't doesn't necessarily make you fat. Actually, what what's going to make you probably more fat is sugar. So um, in terms of focusing on healthy fats, that's just really good for your body in terms of you want to focus on those monounsaturated fats. So really good for your brain, really good for your body, really good for... Honestly, everything, your cardiovascular system, your blood pressure, your blood, um, iron, things like that, protein, obviously. So how do I cope with the fact that all my diet books tell me I should never eat nuts? Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think there's sort of this antiquated idea that fat makes you fat. Um, uh-huh. But I read in a lot of studies that, you know, because people are also concerned with the calorie content of nuts. You don't need to eat a ton of them to really get, you know, the right amount of fatty acids, fiber, antioxidants that they can provide, but just a small handful is fine. And, yeah, they're high in calories, but calories are sort of just a measure of energy, right? So as long as we're active in the day, I mean, it shouldn't be a big deal, and you're not necessarily absorbing all of the calories from nuts because it can be – it can pass through the system without your, your sort of your body absorbing every 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 um, calorie of them. So, in terms of, I'm I'm not really want to be totally obsessed with calories. More just sort of the quality of the food. I know I'm really against calories, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, I think I've written articles on this and sort of just emphasized that fat really is not the thing that's going to make you fat. Tons of other things. But, um, will make you fat way before a fat will. In fact, fat is actually good for you. I would take it another step further and say many of the problems that we have today, like some of the issues with, we see of people coming in who are infertile and have issues with some, some parts of their hair and their nails, it's because they're not getting any fat in their diet now. And if they yeah. are getting fat, it comes from a synthetic source, which is your, your French fries and your, your burgers, which is a completely different product entirely. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Definitely, definitely. So here I am. I'm buying my bag of spinach on Sunday, (laughs) and I'm going through it in the day. So I am going to put my nuts in a bag and take them to work with me every day, like a handful. Is that right? Yeah, I would say a handful. And one one tip that I often tell my clients is, you know, you can buy buy things in bulk, like you can buy nuts in bulk, which is great. It's, 
you know, cheaper and I know you can go to places like Whole Foods and stuff and get them. But um, then oftentimes I will break them down into like smaller portion sizes because you don't want to just sort of munch on a whole huge one kilo bag of pistachios either. No, exactly. Just because it comes like that doesn't mean it has to meet your mouth in that capacity as well. I always, I, yeah, I reseal bags. I open them and I make smaller portions. And then when I'm on my way somewhere, I pick up that portion and I go with it because I'm happy knowing I can eat all of that and enjoy it and not have to think about it. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's really nice. I do defy anyone to overeat raw, unprocessed nuts. It's not possible. There's a place where you just have to stop because you're going to die. You're so full. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's true. Yeah. Oh, and that's what people don't realize when you buy the roasted salted stuff because they just have, have no nutrients. I mean, and I like them from time to time, I have to say, but I know there's not nutrients in them. I tend to eat my nuts middle of the afternoon, really, because that's when I know that I need that protein head. Definitely, yeah. I yeah. Cool. I'm a big fan of well, always eating nuts. <laughs> <I'm not. laughs> what about, um, so what's your third tip? Um. So my third tip is actually maybe a little bit more exotic, and that's turmeric. So um, turmeric is one oh, of I'm my favorite. Oh, I'm Indian. I'm so with you on this. Okay. <laughs> it's one of my favorite um, herbs, and it's obviously sort of a staple of Asian cuisine. It's um, oftentimes found in curry. Um, and sort of besides having just a huge array of health benefits, um, I know I spent a little bit of time in China, and it also helps treat depression. So it works. It can guard against things like cancer, arthritis, Alzheimer's. Um, it's just a very, very powerful anti-inflammatory. Um, it can help with skin conditions. Oftentimes people use it topically like turmeric cream, and then obviously you ingest it through things like curry. I know um, some companies are adding turmeric to their juices as well. Um, it's been found to be a natural painkiller. It's really good for healing as well, so wound healing. Um, and yeah, we do. If you cut yourself in, a, in any good Indian house, you will put powdered turmeric on it. Yeah. Um, so it's just it's one of those um, foods that's just or herbs that's just such a great thing to supplement with. And so, it's, I mean, I know everyone in England and a lot of people in the U.S. as well love their curries. So, it's, I mean, I'm always a fan of making things homemade, which is a little bit more... Um, work, but adding turmeric to things or just seasoning things with turmeric is really great. Adding them to your juices, um, really nice, gives it actually a really nice flavor. So adding that can be can actually have a very very powerful impact on your health and maybe something that people weren't thinking about. Yeah. So now, okay, here I am, and I've got my spinach and I've got my nuts. Where am I going to put my turmeric when I'm not Indian and I don't eat? Well, clearly you know this is not me, but. But even me, if I'm not eating Indian food, I don't put turmeric in it. How do you put turmeric in your food if you're not eating Indian food? So you can put, as I said, you can put it in things like juices and smoothies a little bit um, if you don't want to change. Very little bit. Yeah, to change the flavor of the smoothie. Um, Also, I sort of, I I have a sort of herb mix that I have. um, It's like turmeric and cumin and a few other herbs and spices that I just will lightly um, steam vegetables um, with. I know I said it's preferable to really eat them raw, but I think it, especially for dinner time, I like to have a bit of sort of a warm cooked meal, and I'll add it um, just to seasoning, really, to things. Like you can add it in things um, 
like already some dips or sauces that you've made, some natural hummus that you've made, um, sprinkle it over. It just adds a little bit of zest and seasoning. And if you can find different ways to sneak it in, if you're not going to be eating curry, um, obviously, which people aren't going to be eating maybe every day, yeah, it's really good um, to sort of add in where you can. Okay, yeah, so you consciously put, try and find a way to put it in. One of the ways that we eat um, turmeric or we give them to kids is we mix turmeric with honey because when you take a half teaspoon of turmeric, which is a huge whole amount of turmeric, let me tell you, and you mix it with a tablespoon of honey, you could just eat that or you can put that in hot water. Okay, that's really good actually. Yeah, with honey would be well, – that actually would be really nice. I mean, just – hot, maybe hot water, lemon, honey, and turmeric, like they often do with cayenne pepper. Just substituting that with turmeric would be quite nice. Yeah, and then, you know, we don't um, we, we, we don't put lemon in it necessarily, but we do. Like, I will, I will throw this at the children on a regular basis, pour them. But we do. half a day, And you can get a lot of turmeric and if you mix it with honey, because honey has such a dense flavor profile. It kind of works really, really well. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. So, Turmeric. Okay, we're, we have like a couple of minutes left, so do you want to put in another tip? Yeah, I might put in one more tip. <laughs> um, okay. Um, I really like porridge or oatmeal, as we say in the States, so I think it's um, a really good grounding food for something to sort of set off your day and will also just initiate your day. Um, it's a complex carbohydrate, really high in fiber, and really sort of naturally warming. It's a, as I said, a, really, a good complex carbohydrate, so um, it also helps your body re- release serotonin, which is sort of, you know, the feelings of happiness that people feel. Um, and, yeah, rich in fiber and sort of just a good way to sort of get your digestive health, sort of, sort of everything moving in the morning. Um, and cooking it properly is important, so cooking it for a long, you know, a decent amount of time is good. Um, sort of raw oats are a bit tough on the digestive system. But I think um, that's really nice. And even just if you're adding almond milk or things like um, flaxseed oil, you can be getting sort of supplementing with um, some extra healthy fats to get some fiber, some protein, and then some fat in your day, which um, is also really good. Well, I mean, I have to say that one of the things that I do is, is I love oats, but I eat them raw. Um, there's a thing in Europe called Bircher muesli, um, which uses raw oats, and, and I will put oats and then some chia seeds and flaxseed and anything else that I can see in front of me after I've made that base. I put milk in it, and I will either leave it overnight or I will leave it for a minimum of, of you know, if it's oat flakes, I will go, like, go shower, go do whatever and come back, and it's ready. Right, so soaking them is the other alternative if you want to eat them raw. Soaking them also just sort of um, loosens that outer layer that is a bit hard on the digestive system. So, yeah, exactly. You can either soak them for a bit of time or cook them. Um, and, yeah, soaking them is quite nice, actually, and something like um, if you add a little bit of citrus as well, that helps break down um, and helps your body break down sort of the, the fiber in, in the oats. But, yeah, the Bertram Mercy is really nice as well, for sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's something that I – because I, I'm kind of looking – it's one of the things that I also use when I'm traveling because, you know, carrying oats with you is, is almost the easiest thing that you can do to know that wherever you get to when you eat funny, as pe- people say I do, <laughs> then it is something that you can do. 
But I mean, it's also that, say again. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, exactly. I'll often travel like a crazy person (laughs) with bulk bulk items, like bulk oats, bulk nuts, just in case I'm in a situation where I don't have a healthy option. Um, I like to just have that as a backup, sort of, and it's nice to start your day. You know, we should actually do that, actually, I think, Natalie. I think that's another uh, show that we should do. We should create a how-to-travel eating healthy show. That's a big, big topic. (laughs) It's a really, really good topic because it's just so hard to do. Okay, great. We're going to sign you up for that one. We'll give you maybe like, you know, three hours to prepare. But (laughs) I think that's what we're going to do next because that is something that would be a really, really good thing. Um, It's just been really, really interesting because it's it's nice to hear um, the commitment that you have to this, and, and that's that's really a pleasure for me. So um, thank you very, very much for joining me. Now, your website, can you please tell everybody how we can get hold of you? So give us your website and the phone number, um, yeah. and we know how to get hold of you then. Yeah, so my website is www.secondnatureco.com. So Second Nature Company, um, but co is short for company, dot com. Um, and my phone number is Zero seven seven zero three eight two zero three zero two. Fabulous. So it's second s e c o n d nature n a t u r e co c o dot com, and it's a lovely site. And it's been really a pleasure, Natalie. Really, really a pleasure. Thank you very much for joining us um, on Living Raw Radio. And well, we're definitely going to do the travel section next. My brain's kind of already yeah. gone there. So I'm <laughs> So thank, thank you, so you everyone. Oh no, it's been so cool. Thank you everybody for joining us and we will see you speak to you hear you next week. Take care.
Thank you. 